This podcast contains adults using adult language. You have been warned. Or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, or something. Oh, or hi. Something. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, villains, oh, and welcome to another episode of Team X. Your eat, drink, roll news time is 4:01 p.m. Eastern, with a temperature of 78 degrees and a light rain falling over Philadelphia, which means it is perfect weather for a game of Dungeons and Dragons. It's always perfect weather for a game of Dungeons and Dragons. The sky could be on fire, and it would be perfect time. No, no, that would be time for running. <laughs> Where to, I know not where, but somewhere. At any rate, let us introduce the Dramatis Personae for today. To my right. Uh, I am Bobbin and Goldfish. I will be playing Corbin Oakenthane, uh, freshly level four, which means I am now a level four ranger. Um, what, you don't get to change... Just kidding. Uh, I'm a level two. I was going to roll with it, and then I was like, wait a minute. This is not fourth edition. I decided (laughs) to take a second level in Monk, so I have gained key powers. Cool. Let's go. Let's just keep it normal and go to my right. I'm Clues playing Dremai Gem Weaver. I'm now fourth level Norm Sorcerer. Like fourth four. level chaos engine. Fourth <laughs> level chaos. That what, means we have up the chaotic Nutella. What did you do with your fourth level? Did you take a fee or did you take uh, stat ups? Um, I took some stat ups. <laughs> I really needed to bump up some of uh, Dren's. Uh, I wanted to do a little bit more on the uh, intelligence and the uh, my constitution. So I figure I need to figure out more shit. So she's. Ha- I've got to keep beefing up her intelligence stats. Yeah, I had to, I had to ho- add a whole new sheet to Corbin for <laughs> this level. Uh, we're gonna go to Gideon. To which Darkin? Down. Gideon. Oh. Oh, I thought you said that way. Okay. Uh, I am uh, blind cleric. I'm playing Hugon Valander, fourth level human fighter. <laughs> What did you you do with your stats ups? I decided to take... did you take uh, a feat? I did not take a feat this time around. Um, I took a stat increase in two ability scores. He hits things harder. No, actually, I uh, rounded out my uh, wisdom. Ooh. Mm. Yes. Does your battle master work off wisdom? Um, No, but it will help me probably suck less at certain things and also which is uh, always good yeah and i just i wasn't super pleased with having a couple of different scores where they were and i was like you know what these need to be threes (laughs) so (laughs) i uh took the opportunity to increase my constitution and my wisdom both by one which is uh putting them at 16 apiece yeah see this will surprise no one trends wisdom is not very high (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah, no. Who could have guessed? <laughs> and to your right. Yes, to my right, sorry. Hi. I'm Viking Goat. I'm playing Thunic Gentle Trunk, who is now a fourth level 
uh, Nature Domain Cleric. All and right. After some discussion, I, uh, uh, the St. Brian allowed me to take a little bit of something from the Unearthed Arcana as a feat. Uh, I have Thunuk, who is already pretty empathic, as well, he's even more empathic now. He has the feat of empathic. Oh, nice. Uh, it increases your wisdom score by one. Uh, you get a it should be useless on Star Trek The Next Generation for several seasons. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm playing Deanna Troy in Clues' game, and it's going brilliantly. Thank you very much. Uh, and I get proficiency and in insight if I don't already have proficiency, but if I do, I get devil bonus. Yeah, and um, another extra thing is I can use an action to try to get uncanny insight about a humanoid within 30 feet of me, uh, which lets me do a contested uh, wisdom versus charisma, again, or insight versus deception on someone. And if I succeed, I get advantage on attack and ability checks on them. Pretty handy. Because you know them. Yes. You have a shared moment <laughs> okay <laughs> sure what, what is and it? that what my is friends chasing is a shared <laughs> moment which one of us is holding mcneil <laughs> <laughs> i still haven't seen that oh you really should i know anywho we could get <laughs> we could spend just two hours just talking just about kevin smith movies but we will not do that we are not here to do that. That is not our purpose this afternoon. Our purpose this afternoon is to play Dungeons and Dragons. So that's what we're going to do, if everyone's on board with that. All in favor? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> I, I could really go either way here. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not, I'm, it's sure. not like I'm super emotionally invested in this, uh, <laughs> this, uh, this undertaking that we're doing. So, when we had last left our heroes, they had uh, engaged in some negotiations with uh, Stenslin Tomasi, a halfling merchant, uh, one of the more successful half, uh, ha well, one of the more successful merchants, as him being a halfling really doesn't play into that, but um, uh, one of the more successful mer merchants of Pinedale, uh, with uh, notable guest star uh, Zedrum Kai, who came along for the ride and tried to exert uh, his influence over things as well. Um, but it was all, uh, while, while had, had the negotiations end up being able to unleash forces of destruction, as was, um, as was uh, proposed, uh, that would have just been a bonus because it was all a ruse. I can't offer your ruse, man. <laughs> your clever attempt to trick them, uh, in a way of I don't trying. Know if to... it was an attempt, it worked pretty, pretty great. Well, I... listen, it was a clever attempt, and you made the attempt, and you were successful with said attempt, and because the team was able to um, discover, the team was able to discover who the shadow archer, or at least who the arrow belonged to. We'll say which reasonably says that uh that we have someone who's uh who is the shadow archer and that was that and a member of brian is optimus brian oh i was gonna say starscream but okay you're a full robot there and it's he's, awesome yeah, he's, oh did he's i not high pitched yeah. enough for Starscream. that's true that's true <laughs> that way 
Oh, 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 oh wow, that went. That Oof. was bad. That's bad. Wait, no, I was leaning Some shockwave. Static. <laughs> shockwave was the coolest, at least voice wise. Um, anyways, so uh, you had uh, discovered who the um, who the uh, shadow archer was and had been and met uh, the rest of the uh, retinue there, uh, and. Um, if I remember correctly, uh, Hugon and Corbin had gone back into the Silvered Harrier. Uh, we were just inside. We just literally inside. just walked in the, the door when all this nonsense occurred. Just inside. And, and I was still like kind of peeking around the corner. Keeping yes. An eye on and Drenmai was right around the corner and she was watching things. And um, Thunuk had uh, gotten up, if I remember it, he was walking towards... Um, uh, one of the uh, one of the, the uh, one of the uh, armored gentlemen, um, and during the course and in the, the action of that, had um, the arrow that he had hidden up his sleeve that he had been using to ha try to figure out who the arrow was trying to identify had almost slipped out of his sleeve, but he was able to very quickly and deftly catch it and put it up, but. Dravgold, uh, Davgold Dryadson had seen it. And he gives you a uh, he gives you a um, a wink and a, and a wry smile and turns and starts to walk away or starts to walk away from you. Oh, is it walk? I thought he bolted. Um, well, he takes the very first step. And this actually... Uh, for you, Thunuk, uh, reminds you of uh, something that had you had gone through or something that had come up um, with you and your master once, uh, many years ago, when you were, uh, you, you were on one of your many walks through the forest. Very typical, you know, that you two would walk through the woods and talk about the the nature of the four and the nature of the wood, mm -hmm. the nature of nature. And, you know, <laughs> um, and it, but this, the, the, for whatever reason, um, the way that sometimes a certain smell can trigger, trigger a memory um, or, the, or the way someone moves a certain way, it just sort of, it, it whatever, however that me those memories are chemically stored you know, sometimes the the strangest things can trigger these odd memories that you can see how they're connected, but it's something you hadn't thought about in years. And um, in this case, just with the rain falling, because it is a we had said it was a, a rainy spring morning. Um, um, uh, just for whatever reason, that that the way that he turned the first step. It just reminded you of this one time when you were walking through the woods uh, with with your master, and um, you had come across a caravan, a, a caravan uh, coming coming through the through the path, and they had seen you and your master. And this was not a case of where you two were attempting to be unseen, because truly, as Fearbolg, if you had decided not to be seen in the wood, you would not be seen. Mm -hmm. But um, you weren't. You, neither one of you were making any kind of attempt um uh, and be they see you and they quickly uh fled in terror 
from seeing the two of you. Um, and your master uh, turned to you and said, you know, be not disturbed at being misunderstood. Be disturbed rather at not being understanding. They do not understand who we are, so they run. Do not let, do not ever let that haunt your thoughts. Do you understand what I'm saying? Is this effectively where the flashback ends and, or am I, or is, does Thunic uh, end up actually responding? Because no, we're, I, we're, we're still, to where, yeah, you're still going through this memory. Okay. Um, Thunic, uh, I guess he responds back in the day as, I, I guess, uh, just because someone's afraid of me doesn't mean they, they don't like me. Or maybe. I don't know. People are afraid for weird reasons. AKA, no, he doesn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> do you understand? I do not. <laughs> he, narrator, he did not understand. Sure, I completely understand. <laughs> yes, I completely understand. I totally understand. She's <laughs> name. Um, and he says, um, no, people tend to fear what they do not understand. And so for now, they see us as these people had seen us as monsters or giants or something other than we are. And in that moment, they reacted to their fear. Had they taken a moment to seek understanding though, does that mean they would still not be afraid of us? Well, that makes sense, but maybe they wouldn't be afraid if, if it's us, but maybe they would still be afraid if, or, you know, dead if it's something big and hungry. This is true. Fear is not always a bad thing. Fear can tell us when to run, when to stay, when to avoid danger. But the key is to make sure that we do not allow the fear to overrun our lives the same way that we should not allow our curiosity to understand override our lives before you know it you walk directly into the dragon's mouth this is the balance that the four try to teach us so right now and he, and, he, and he stops and he like just takes a moment and closes his eyes and he can just sort of, he, he can sense, he's just sort of taking in the wood around him. And he says, what do you sense right now in the balance of things right now? Hmm. I 
do not Don't know. Worry, that was just for coming. <laughs> uh, and you can hear the, you know, the wind moving through the trees and the birds chirping, and you can basically all the sounds of the forest. Um, Fearbolg, I imagine, would be very highly attuned to those sounds and probably have pretty good hearing. I would imagine they'd have decent hearing. You'd hope with ears like that, that they would, that they would be able to pick up on that. And you can smell the, you can smell the earth mm -hmm. and hear the rain falling. And, and um, you can still hear the caravan, you know, moving away. There's quite a distance now, but you can, they're kind of at the edge of your attention. Oh, so the caravan, not just the people of the caravan bolted, but the caravan went into full speed. Yeah, they turned around and just hightailed it a different direction. They didn't just, they, they didn't just get off their carts and okay. scatter into the wood. <laughs> Ooh, free stuff. Uh, I don't really sense anything specific to the balance being different than it was before, except maybe these people feel maybe less frightened because they think they're getting away from something scary, which they don't need to be scared of. This is true. So if the four each take their turn and they willingly, willingly give up their time to the next one. What should happen if one were not to do its duty? They can do that? That's, that'd be bad. It'd be too hot or too cold or thing or seeds wouldn't sprout. Uh, or sprout too much. Yeah. And as he says that, he reaches up and there's one leaf on a branch that has um, like this yellow, orange, yellow um, uh, fungus on it. And he plucks it. And, he's, and you can see, um, based on your studies, is that this is not uh, normal. Um, this is not a, a, a this is not a fungus that's native to this area of the wood. This is um, uh, almost like an invasive species of fungus. Mm -hmm. Nothing magical about it. Just that you've seen you you've you've seen um, pictures of this kind of fungus before, but you know that this it's not native to this part, and you know what happens when an invasive species moves in. You know, if a, if a new fungus quickly blight an entire area of the wood because the, the trees and the plants aren't used to fighting off this disease and it doesn't have the natural enemies, the insects that eat it or mm -hmm. anything like that. And so, but he plucks this off and he says, that which does not enrich balance but seeks to destroy it or use it for ill ends may need to be removed. And he actually puts it into um, uh, uh, 
one of the one of his pouches not near his other herbs and everything he's got like a pouch that he you've seen him do this before where he you know he's not necessarily picking off dead leaves or anything like that but you've seen him when the, when there's an invasive species that probably shouldn't be there of mm-hmm. plant, so like pluck it remove it and puts it um and that's where that memory for you ends just for whatever reason just the this the the events of the morning just trigger this little brief flash of memory so we flash back to the present and davgold dryadson has given you this wry smile and like a wink and he and, and he he uh as if to say catch me if you can and almost in slow motion he takes another step and you can hear as that happens um some of his uh armor the leather armor that he's wearing um like creaks just a little bit um and dren oh shit what i do <laughs> something explode and i did i didn't do it this actually triggers a memory with you there's a theme today <laughs> okay um and so you've been watching from this corner. You, you've been watching this, this, this whole... theme. We're still not going to fight this fucking thing 14 episodes <laughs> in. <laughs> so you, uh, you, you, um, you've been watching from this corner. You've been watching, you watched all the conversations, uh, you know, everything unfold before you. And you, you know, you had heard all the conversations that Rozzy was relaying to you, um, you know, from, from the initial meeting. Um, so you, 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 you know, you've, you've been prepared, uh, for whatever action that you may need to take. Um, and, um, but for whatever reason, uh, just memory triggers with you and you think back to the, with the sound of this leather creaking. And it reminds you of a time when you were, um, uh, a wee little, a wee little Dren. Wee little Dren. Cute. <laughs> a tiny or. Tiny, tinier, tinier Dren. I would say she's always tiny. Tiny, <laughs> tinier. With these big I'm eyes. Size. <laughs> she's always actually... wee. Portable, portable Dren. I have this mental image of like an adolescent Dren in like someone's breast pocket. Like, go that way. Do that. See, <laughs> I, see I, I've got the image of an adolescent Dren being that one goth girl in school. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's in the later years. These these are apparently young years. Yeah, this is like more like uh toddler, you know, just beyond toddler years. And um you think back to working in your father's workshop. Okay. And your father showing you because your father uh tinkered. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um it was actually um he he was uh working on this uh, um, armored gauntlet and trying to get the leather workings off of it. And, um, you know, he's, he's asking you for the various tools. Um, and, uh, you know, you know, oh, you know hand, me, hand me that one over there. And you're like, would quick run over and grab it. And even sometimes it was the wrong one. It didn't matter. Probably the wrong one. <laughs> Still learning. Yeah, okay. 
so and and he and he says uh and, and he's like so do you want to take a try at this one <laughs> <laughs> and he hands this is you how Drin's parents died <laughs> <laughs> and it's that episode <laughs> so uh so he he hands you uh one of the spanners and one of the um uh, a sp- spanner and one and one of the screwdrivers um, and says, well, little one, have at it. Have at it means so many things <laughs> at a young age then. He says, every suit of armor has its chinks. When one is clever, one can understand how anything works given enough time. And even the most fearsome enemy can be hobbled, if, even if only for a time. I'm picturing myself like sitting at this with like daddy's let me use the tools. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also if this is like an actual job, she'd be like, okay. Careful. This. Careful. Careful. Don't get too excited. Be happy. <laughs> so, so she'd probably like try and just go in and like start trying to be like a little careful with things. Mm-hmm. But then it's like as I'm getting like more into it, it's probably like, oh, okay, I I, I got this. So you're gonna take it, you know. I feel like trying to get more into it. <laughs> Honey, you don't use the screwdriver to shank objects. Just... It's concussive maintenance. <laughs> and he uh, and he he laughs a bit, you know, because he's like he says, oh. Patience is not going to be a virtue with you, is it? Pat, Pat. <laughs> Pats you on the head. And he says, um, it might seem like it's easy to just stab, stab at it with a screwdriver or hit it with the wrench. But it won't always get you to where you need to be. So you must always do what's right. Do you understand? Uh-huh. <laughs> narrator she did not understand, did not understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay daddy grabs a different tool like that's what dad must have meant he meant i'm using the wrong tool grabs a pair of pliers starts pulling on the leather and the leather snaps off <laughs> is it, you wanted it off right <laughs> off is what we were going for off is what we were going for <laughs> You must always use the right tool. <laughs> so, and just for what, it, you know, the memory ends. It was just that moment okay. of just, you know, because, me- you know, it's it's weird how the brain works, right? How you can relive that moment, this, this long, you know, interlude of memory, but you can do it in an instant, the way, the speed that the brain works. Yeah. Um, and... So again, still moving in slow motion. The um, uh, Devgold has now really started to take a turn and take another step. And so far, the other uh, people in the retinue don't seem like they're too interested in getting up and moving. You haven't seen any of them begin to reach and draw for swords. Um, so Corbin, you, you were just inside the doorway. Mm-hmm. And... 
your um, dwarf sense tells you that someone is attempting to run. You, you just, you, you, just that that sound, that motion. Bat dwarf mode has been activated. <laughs> it's on. <laughs> and you turn, and again, it's almost like in slow motion where you see him, uh, Davgold. Uh, there's like a little. So you have all the tables, and then there's like a little, almost like picket fence. Uh, not no, not so much a picket fence, but like a, fe- a, a yeah, fence yeah, where yeah. sometimes you know horses might be, uh, might be tied. And that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and you see him uh, take like a, a, a leap onto the ver- the to, to the nearest one to him. Like he's like it was in his way, and he's almost doing like the parkour thing, right? Where he's just gonna hit it. And surprise, this reminds you Ooh. of some time at the monastery when we're talking about um, a not so we Corbin, because we've got we, not so we, mm-hmm. and then friggin' huge. Mm-hmm. We've done we, we've done friggin' huge. Now we do not so we. We, we occupy the center. Yeah. Well, no, you'd occupy the center, wouldn't you? You're not so we. I think I'm like middle we. Okay. I think that's the, the, the yeah. arc of the we track that we're, we're taking. All right. Just for um, purposes, mm-hmm. in English slang, we means to urinate. <laughs> so can we not talk about the arc of the we? Yeah. <laughs> it was not my intent. <laughs> So, um, but you remember, you're you're reminded of one of the lessons that you received from um, one of the masters at the, um, one of the masters at the monastery, a tabaxi named Ember Sky after the storm, who was old when you got there, but he um, had reached that point of his monkly power mm-hmm. where he did not, um, he just never seemed to age. He just seemed completely ageless. Um, and you remember there was an, there was an afternoon, um, rainy afternoon, uh, weather very similar to this, where you were, um, he was sitting under a tree He's sipping a cup of tea, very relaxed. And he was having you do, uh, it was one of the exercises where there was poles of um, various heights and widths driven into the ground. And it was your job, your, your um, task was to traverse this area um, as deftly as possible. Mm-hmm. And you had been able to master this before. Um, but now they were starting to give you more tasks to do while doing it. So this was doing um, uh, some of like the fan techniques where you had two fans that you had to mm-hmm. uh, perform you know, certain motions with as you were doing these moves. Um, and uh, you've already, you've, you've fallen several times while, while attempting to do this. Um, just for whatever reason, the added uh, task of doing this now with your hands occupied just has messed up your e- equilibrium 
to a point where it's like, okay, this isn't familiar. And you do know that the monks will also change the heights of the of the um, poles. So that way it's not you just getting used to the one course. And okay, now I do the course with the fans. Now it's, you know, it's, it's always changing. Um, and uh, you just, re uh, and you remember him saying, again, Corbin, again, do it again. Yeah, jump down and walk across the floor. Yes. No, like I walk between the poles the other side uh you know that's so you tried that the first time and while they commended you for your creativity it also resulted in um uh uh kitchen duty <laughs> for several weeks i'm okay with that <laughs> so um you know that the intent behind this is to is the actual it's not a problem solving it's more it is a dexterity exercise it's not yeah. a it's <laughs> Master Oakhart teaches us that when you're presented with a problem, you change the rules. And he says, while this is not a bad strategy, it's always good to have multiple strategies. For sometimes the rules cannot be changed. So I do it again. So, um, I, 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 he wants me to do it again. I do it again. Yeah. So, um, and you've had a warm relationship with Ember Sky. He, he's been, he's not, he's not a cruel master. He, he has high, um, very high expectations of you. Um, but it's never been. You've never sensed cruelty or malice from him you've you've seen only um curiosity and compassion um and a dedication to his art a dedication to his, his studies and he has the same demands of his um of his students and you've seen it where there have been some students who've absolutely loathed working with him and sometimes it's because maybe he's too aloof or be, sometimes you have that teacher because they have that high standard and you're unable to meet it. Just there's students that just, oh, well, the teacher doesn't like me. Um, but you've never, you've never seen that with him because he's only, it's never been, you've done it wrong. It's been, you've done it wrong or you did it the best you could this time. Now let's do it better. And he's been there to, and you've, you've noticed some, um, um, help with that. So uh, do a quick uh, dex check for the first, for your first part of the traverse here. 22. Okay. So you're able to leap up and you're able to move through these, the, the, the fan kata as you leap from pole to pole. And he says, when we focused on revenge for our past, the road forward is clouded with emotion and we strike out its shadows. Um, do another dex check for the next section. Dex or acrobatics? Um, either, either or. 19. Um, and so 
this time you're able to go through a few more of the motions and uh, on the last one, you, you land well, but not quite as deftly as the last one. And you have to make a slight, a very slight shift in your balance to, it's not like a, you know, like a full on like, whoa, you know, but there's land and just a slight shift just to make sure that you didn't lose your balance. And he says, when we focus on enlightenment, the road ahead is clear. And when we strike, we strike true. And do another, uh, now do another dex check. That would be 20. 20. A dirty 20? Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Um, he says, just as tall trees are known by their shadows, so are good men known by their enemies. And give me one more check. Womp womp. That's the first 20 we've gotten in a while. Um, and you're able to finish your final part of the, um, where you're able to finish your final, like, part of, you know, traversing this pole course, doing the, the, the katas, and everything just lands perfectly. Your balance is perfect underneath you the entire time. You're able to stick the landing. Uh, you know, super light, like almost silent with the landing. Mm -hmm. And um, somehow, as you were doing this, he moved without you even noticing, and he's now sitting. So you had started near him mm -hmm. by the poles, and when you land, now he's sitting in front of you. You hadn't even seen him move, and he's just sitting there sipping his tea. And he says, what took you so long? Will you join me with Sirs and Tea? And I'll look at him and I'll say... I hate tabaxi. No. <laughs> sorry, I'll, sorry. I'll say... The... Your words are fine, Master. But... don't think they point to my intentions for being here. I'm not here to study for revenge. I'm not here to study for enlightenment. So what does that make my brain if it's clouded for vengeance and clear for enlightenment what does that make me a thirsty man at a point have some tea. <laughs> and I will join him for tea. <laughs> and again, memory 
that was just a brief memory of of the just the 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 positioning and everything um of watching him leap up on watching davgold dryadson um uh and then back snap back to the present um and uh davgold uh is taking now a leap off of uh the the uh post and is uh getting close to landing in the road hugon you saw corbin snap around and just by um uh, uh, just by reflex, you you know your comrade looks at something. You immediately your eyes just automatically snap. It's like the hair on the I, back of your neck thing. And you don't get a flashback. No, no. Oh, hey, look. <laughs> hey, look, that's um, fine. And you're dead. And you oh. die. <laughs> a spear comes through your chest. Oh, uh, lame. Oh, no, I think I'm going to be pretty, pretty good. Uh, this, should, this looks like it's going to hurt. <laughs> um. And uh, you, you are, um, a, as he lands, he starts to run, and um, your immediate reaction is usually in a situation like this is to now go after your quarry. Um, and you flash back to this bar. And this bar, this was in the middle of one of the many campaigns that you had fought in and you had been uh, rotated out of active duty. You needed some time away from the line. Um, so this is a younger Hugon, uh, possibly a less salty <laughs> Hugon. No. <laughs> he is equally as salty. This is the this salt is that no you're way. born with. This, this isn't is, a game Yeah, salt. this is natural born salt. <laughs> this, is natural. this is no extra salt added. <laughs> this is not this low is... sodium Hugon. No, this is not, not low, low sodium Hugon. <laughs> Natural born salt, always. Cardiologists worn away from this level of Hugon. <laughs> <laughs> this is not part of the, uh, the heart healthy the diet, Hugon. When you go in the hospital, they put you on Hugon free diets. Hugon free <laughs> diets. Yes. Um, so, uh, and you seem to, and you remember. You, you don't even remember how this particular bar fight got started. The best kind. It was totally. I don't even fun. know what we're fighting about, but I'm going to kick your ass. It was huge but, on being racist about something. Probably. Probably. Um, <laughs> you, you seem to recall something about there were, there were um, billiards tables there. Um, someone from another from a, like one of the mercenary units that happened to be there said something untoward about your unit. Um, we can't have that. No, yeah, see, the mom jokes, they could have joked about his mom and it wouldn't, and, and, and between soldiers, that's like, okay, you know. You might as well be breathing. It's, yeah, it's but. Not any different. But, but the you, unit you, is, the unit you question is a unit's bravery and honor. Yeah. And you call into question their ability, their their ability in war, and that's just it, you add in now uh, people who are well into their cups, and you add in the fact that everyone there was carrying a stick for playing billiards. Bad combination, because Amazing. even when you're sober, you know what the you know what you want to do with that pool cue. You, you want to spin that thing around, 
even if you don't, you're thinking this would be a pretty good 80s action movie right now. <laughs> I'm going to snap this thing over my knee and I'm going to perfect weapon someone with this thing. <laughs> um, so you... Um, now, the thing about this is that you are outnumbered. Like four to one. But at this point, it does not matter. Um, roll for initiative. <laughs> okay. Wait, all of us are just... No, no, just no. no just okay. <laughs> you don't get to be the phantoms in my mind. I have a... <laughs> I'd be the uh, voice in your head? 11. No, that's a terrible voice. I don't want that voice. <laughs> no, you stop that. So uh, the first one. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> uh, so the first one um, is able to uh, bring their cue down. Uh, but you're able to get your arm up in time. Now you're not armored at this point. Oh, certainly not. Um, so it definitely, so that's like drunkenness is like plus four AC, right? Uh, no, <laughs> no. Um, it just increases your pain tolerance. Yeah. At the moment. Um, so you're able to get your, you're kind of able to get your arm up, and it, you know it hits there, and it's gonna go. Oh, I'm gonna feel that later. And then the second one is able to get in there, and he just completely misses. Um, another miss. Uh, this by by and all this, then one of them is actually able to crack you uh, uh, in the side there, and you feel like a you know you feel like a little bit of a crunch. Um, now it is your turn. Okay. Am I like near a billiards table? Uh, you probably you might be. Yeah. Well, I pick up a billiards ball. Okay. <laughs> And I wing it at the nearest son of a bitch. Okay, that would be a dexterity attack. I have a 15 on the dice, plus two dexterity, plus proficiency bonus. Uh, 19. All right, so you're able to uh, hit one of them. <laughs> what? Um, give me a 1d4 on that. All right. one so you're able to hit him um but you think you just made him angry so um now it's their turn again right and also i don't know if you clarified if hugon is holding a, a pull cue <laughs> uh but at this point let's just say that he's not <laughs> so um the one that would that you hit with the pool with the pool ball just comes in and swings you and cracks you across the head and the next one comes in and they, you know, and they're starting to beat down on you at mm -hmm. this point. And during the course of this, there's a sudden um, uh, burst of chalk powder into their, into the, into the first one's face. Um, and just, it just like, and so this is kind of like old school, like uh, Mr. Fuji, mm -hmm. like, you know, one of those, mm -hmm. like, completely in the guy's face. It's now, like, this, and he is, like, he can't see now. And not in that cool, like, uh, Bloodsport Jean-Claude Van Damme way where it's, 
you know, yeah. can't see, but can see everything. This is like, no, he's, he's got chalk in his eye. He can't see. And this fist just comes out of nowhere and cracks him across the jaw. And this um, half elf says to you, remove an enemy's sight first. A blind enemy begins, a, a blind enemy begins to be at your mercy. And then very quickly, like this, this flurry of blows is able to like quickly like dispatch the other four of these guys and just like drop them. I mean, they're like boom, 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 boom down. The one is still there, you know, like kind of clearing his eyes and she like walks up and just like pushes his head as she sweeps his ankle out from underneath him and he cracks his head on the side of the table and they're all out unconscious. And she says, if you just charge in head, uh, head first, yours is the first head that comes off. If you can't learn that, I've got nothing more to teach you. And Hugon, who is very drunk, I bet, mm -hmm. is like, <laughs> snap, son. <laughs> uh, are we doing lessons now? What? You need them. What's happening? What's happening now is you're going to learn how to make a plan. Like now, my goal is to get drunk and my plan is to do it somewhere else before this lot comes to. Are you coming with me? Uh, all right. D drinking is good. We like drinking. And that is how you met uh, Kezra Tannerthel, <laughs> who we will come circle back to at some kind Eventually, of dates. Yes. Eventually. Um, and you snap back into uh, the present. And now you see Dabgold is trying to make his getaway. Um, he's, uh, he's already gotten several steps ahead of everyone. Um, um, what is it that you guys would like to do here? Okay. Are we in an initiative? That is completely completely up <laughs> to you. Do we want to be? <laughs> it's Dungeons and Dragons. I'm... You could be if you wanted to be. Yeah, I'm still on the outside, so I'm basically taking my cue off you guys in there. So I can't really give too much input without going all meta. I Hugon does not know that the arrow pointed at Davgold. He just sees that Davgold is, is leaving in a, in a swift manner. Yeah, Thunuk so the doesn't only... like that he's being swift about it, so he wants to slow him down a bit. Thunuk doesn't enjoy that? That he's being swift about it? No, not really. Okay. I, I mean, I'll take the cue from him. <laughs> I mean, you, you're you the one who knows the situation, so... Corbin has a question. Yep. Did none of you learn anything from your memories? Or, sorry. <laughs> we don't fight this fight. We're outnumbered. We're on turf they know better than us. And we're not gonna be able to take five or six heavily armoured people plus the Duke. And if we act now 
against the archer, <laughs> Tomasi's family's in danger. Which I also don't know. Actually, the, the the whole flashback thing does does ring true now that you mention it. Uh, does, so does anyone uh, but Corbin know about the Tomasi family thing? No, pro Corbin, that was like um, I did. Eldrin. Oh, that's right. The, the okay, so I know, but I'm on the outside. Okay, got it. Um, but yeah, if this is me, I'm not taking this fight. We are outnumbered by a person that can cause us to feel like we want to run away just by walking near him. We have a Shadow Archer that is going to run away and get high ground on us or be able to get into territory they know better than we do because we've been in town for less than a week. Mm -hmm. We have um, at least one quasi-barbarian looking fella. We have two what I would call, if I wasn't a WoW player, Death Knights. Yeah. And at least two range, two rangers or rogues. This isn't a fight we win. Actually, uh, Brian, can I make an insight check real quick? As you can do whatever to, you want. I would like to try to size up the capabilities of these people. Okay. Just as a like a, a kind of a sweep the room, get an idea of just how. It's that it's that equalizer moment, He's right? Yeah. It's the yeah, yeah, just trying to get a. Feel it's that Denzel like that. moment where he goes around and, all right, seventeen seconds. <laughs> I have a natural twenty. You know nothing. No. What? <laughs> well, shit. Wow. You and John Snow. <laughs> <laughs> Which means you fuck your aunt. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, your sense of the situation, if you're just going to, um, if you're just sizing up ability versus ability, it's basically, you're standing on the battle line. Right. And I'm and trying to look for in sequence, most to least dangerous. Okay, and it, I it think it's, as, I think a twenty buys you that. It can be as vague or as specific as you want, based on Hugon's no, experience. No, I, I I would think that with a natural twenty, I would think that. Um, I feel like there would be a Boolean answer there of like, can I take him in a fight? <laughs> um, like so the answer Hugon for an eye kicks in is like, blah. <laughs> It's like a it's like a mind palace for ass kicking. I, I'm actually seeing that whole scene from the beginning of Terminator Two when he's walking into the bar. He's like si literally sizing everyone up yeah. and deciding what their threat level is and like clothing size <laughs> and clothing size. <laughs> um, so and I know uh, all their favorite ice creams <laughs> and whether it's Jimmy's or Sprinkles, um, or is that just a Philadelphia thing? That's just a Philadelphia. I, think it's okay. probably I don't even know what a Jimmy is. It's they're sprinkles, <laughs> but <laughs> Philadelphia. Jimmy means something completely different over here, but we'll just yeah. go past anyway. that. Anyway, 
Um, yeah. So, okay, yeah, Natural 20 buys you uh, an itemized list of who you could take in this fight. Um, you are relatively certain, given the armor and armaments of the um, mailed folks, Rickster Carter and Petrora Arroway, mm -hmm. um, that they would probably make very short work of you. Okay. Um, As blackguards are wont to do. Uh, you would say that the older of the two roguish ladies, um, you might be able to take her in a fight were it one-on-one -on -one, mm -hmm. um, under specific circumstances. You think that Davgold, with your team... You could you and your team could take Davgold down, possibly Davgold and one of the rogues. Um, you think that uh, individually you might be pretty evenly matched with the barbarian uh, looking guy, and the younger of the rogues, you individually might be able to take. Uh, you as a team could definitely take. Um, but if you were to assess the entire situation of Team X versus these folks, uh, there's, if you're going through like the Doctor Strange thing of going through all the different scenarios mm -hmm. uh, against Thanos, um, it's not that there are no scenarios in which you win. It's just that there's, probably very few that if you were to get into an outright fight with all of them that it would end well. Dread gets knocked out by something, looks at Hugon. Hugon, I don't feel so good. <laughs> Knowing these things. Yeah, because Hugon's the Tony Stark around here. Yeah, that's not true at all. Well, like, he has the most metal on him, so, if, you know. If, uh, if, if Drin said, be like, I don't feel so good, I'd be like, well, rub some dirt on it. <laughs> Get up. Yeah, yeah. so? We, we don't have time for this. Um, seeing these... Suck it up! With this assessment in mind, Hugh will very calmly call out to Thunuk. Thunuk. Uh-huh. Come inside. We've got paperwork to do. Uh, Come inside. We have paperwork to do. Okay. And Sonic starts and walking. Hugo, he, Hugo will look to the, the, like, pass a pointed glance over all of them and just step inside. But before he actually passes, uh, what was his name? Rickster Carter? Mm -hmm. Yeah, with the, the voice. Mm -hmm. um, he'll actually look over and like, and say, uh, you "Sure, I, I, I can make you like a lozenge or something like that. I'll really help with." It, it doesn't sound comfortable or good. You, I mean, are you sure? Oh. I know an excellent steam thing to help with that. I have a question. Uh huh. This is for Brian. Being. The people person that I am, 
Um, do I feel they're all on board with this, like, dark evil thing? Because the younger of the two roguish types, mm -hmm. uh, who I believe her name was Larissa Fielder. Yes, Fielderson. Fielderson. Yeah. Um, who and you did say you were going to send us spellings for all of these, and then didn't. I uh, apologize. But then <laughs> again, then, I was going to say. Then again, your body was hating you. Um, and Bob, you can appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, which is why I haven't made a joke about level two documentary yet. Um, <laughs> I've been thinking about that, and we're going to get to it anyway. Okay. Um, I have lots of time to think. But the the younger of the two roguish types hasn't actually said anything the whole time we're here. Mm -hmm. She's the only one that hasn't spoken. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if the reason she hasn't spoken is because she's not as comfortable with this situation as the others or what they're being asked to do. Um, that would be an insight already ooh maybe 24 you know nothing no no um no you uh you know yeah so yeah you your your knowledge of body language would indicate that she and the barbarian fellow uh, are somehow apart, like with them, but not. There's a certain, um, I guess, discomfort would be the only way to describe mm. it where it's not it's not that they don't necessarily don't want to be there but you can see there's um it's very subtle yeah just the distance that they keep um uh just uh how you know how there's usually some defensive body language you know on crossed you know not that you've you know like when he was saying her name, she That's like, like an eye a little roll bit. When they mm. Yeah, like a slight flinch. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Your Patrick Jane uh, senses are telling you that there's um, something quite not quite right. Not not necessarily wrong with them, but yeah, that they're not. I'm just they, haven't, gonna... they haven't necessarily drank the Kool Aid. Just gonna offer a smile. Like this has been a very like sort of you gone whipping the dick out and and like measuring up with the rest of them. But I think I'm just gonna smile, like give Lucille like a genuine like smile, like like she just I don't I don't want to like I don't want to fight these people. I just want to okay. stop the people in the town getting hurt. Right, and if yeah. there's an alternate way of doing that that doesn't involve fighting, then 
Mm-hmm. I'm not um, gonna. She is. I'm just gonna offer a nice smile. She is. Um, just like, like a not, stone. Not, not like not, not lascivious. Yeah, but not, no, no, no. Just like not like just turn to her and smile, right? <laughs> but like, like, yeah, I'm not giving her the old. <laughs> oh, buddy, Jesus! Right? It's just it's like the. Like, as I turned to go back inside, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought, and I looked over and I said, I'm just going to, like, and as I'm looking back, just naturally catch her eyes. Like, can you give her a smart? Let's give her a natural, friendly mm-hmm. smile. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to continue back inside. So you're not going to gym dark magic it? Have a magical day. No, no because I'm not an insincere <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, her face is just stone with that um although you would imagine that um you know she's an attractive uh by human standards mm-hmm. um uh woman that that might not be that might just be a defense mechanism that yeah. anyone smiles and it's like Ugh, you know um the other the, the barbarian though you're not entirely unsure that he did not growl a little bit at <laughs> with you smiling at her then I'll, I'll look over as he growls and give him a smile too and that just makes him uncomfortable. He's just like, I'm not, like it, it, this isn't any. This isn't like lascivious. This isn't like no. I know. Anyway, it's just Corbin being friendly to two people. Yeah. So imagine being friendly to someone in New York City. I've done it. It's not that complicated. <laughs> maybe, no, maybe, for you. Maybe but the, the New Yorker reaction is like usually the fuck. No, yeah. no, it's not. But maybe it's the <laughs> accent that gives me an advantage. But because <laughs> you're really out of town, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not even from upstate. Like, <laughs> well, but New yeah, York like, was just... once New Old was, you know, New Amsterdam. Yeah, but like, it's just I wanted. I just want to, like, Corbin's first thing every time isn't I'm going to beat the shit out of them, mm-hmm. right? Corbin's first stop every time is, is there a way to talk or think our way out of this? Right? Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to fight these people, so he's just going to be friendly to them until he's forced otherwise. Like, mm-hmm. so like, and if they're uncomfortable with that, so much the better. Mm-hmm. I Sometimes I'm imagining Corbin as like, ang, but you know, with a beard. In the no. last airbender. I was thinking more like Uncle no. Hero. Uncle. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. He's very. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll get into it later. Corbin but... doesn't drink. Corbin drinks tea. Corbin drinks coffee. Oh, well, Ira was drunk AF. Okay, not all the time. <laughs> I there was, lo- car- there I was a little something extra in that honestly, honestly, I think if you want to do the not all the time thing, Corbin is way more like Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes. Okay, that makes sense. Right? I can he, see it. Like, he tries to think, like, that's... That's kind of what I have in my brain a little bit. But, like, it's just... He's not that socially inept. hmm So, it's just like... I don't want a. I don't want to provoke these people, and b. Just 
We don't need to chase the guy. We've got the fucking arrow. Right? Yeah. I'm... We don't need to do anything. We've got a signature on a piece of paper that says the Lord is... And is written you are responsible for all of this. Like, we literally don't need to fight these people. Is your ultimate goal to get the uh, the Shadow Archer alone? Because uh, that's who the arrow was pointing at, I, right? I, I don't. My ultimate goal is to resolve, is to stop innocent people getting hurt. And if I can do that without confrontation, so much the better. But we should be having this conversation in character. <laughs> well, not me. I'm just like. Maybe yeah, but once I'm inside, time. once I, once I'm inside, I can be like bleep, then don't pursue it and come on in. Yeah, I'm uh, at this point. Having made a, an objective assessment of all of our chances, materialistically speaking, against these people, Yugon's much less enthused as chasing the man down, so he's definitely staying inside. And by the time you go back in, um, uh, Zedrim Kai had, had finished whatever he was drinking, his cup of coffee or whatever, and and had, um, you know, he does things on his own time. He doesn't ever want to seem like he's been dismissed from a meeting, so he's going to, he lingered for an extra few minutes because it suited him, and, you know, um, as you're coming in, He's just, you know, walking towards the door. Um, I'll offer him a smile as well. And actually, I'll stop and I'll say, uh, Lord K, um, I do want to apologize if we got off on the wrong foot. I, seeing all this stuff that the town's going through has kind of put me on edge. And uh, I do apologize for uh, any misunderstandings we may have had. And his response is just, you, you, you deserve better. And he smile and I'll uh, head off to the Ak Inc. only part of the, <laughs> the bar. <laughs> the Sorry, you're not allowed in here. You're not cool enough. Well, no, because we've got that <laughs> little area. We've got that yeah. area underground that's just yeah, for yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm heading down there. Mm-hmm. To the members only area. Yeah, I think that that's where Hugon would be going, and if Thunuk is amenable to it, he would like Thunuk, He'd like point and like, hey, let's let's go down there. Yeah, he yeah, Thunuk's basically just he's going to accept the whole waving off of like the the lozenge and this and like the steam recommendation thing because that's I suspect the dude's probably just going to wave him off. And yeah, so he just he just stone eyes you with that i mean he is like he has not shown one bit of emotion um patrol arroway the other armored guy is just he this this amuses him this whole conversation that you're having with him is just utterly is it's utterly delighted him um so okay so you're you're gonna go in are, are you going down into the to the uh clubhouse yes uh but uh I am also going to say, well, it's nice meeting you because I, I see uh, Corbin being very polite about leaving. So I'm going to take his cue from that. Like, it was nice meeting you all. Bye bye. It was a uh, nice to hope to see you around. Have a nice day. Mm -hmm. You know, it's sort of like a moment ago, we were supposed to, 
supposed to this supposed to possibly find the guy who was trying to hurt us and now we're supposed to be polite to him so it's all very awkward <laughs> i don't know what to do we did find him yes it's true but hearkening back to thunic's teachings if something is harming the balance or is out of should not be be there it should be removed he is basically like i guess we're removing it later sort of thinking not having seen your flashback precisely (laughs) we we would not be able to determine that yeah but again this is a conversation we should be having in character yes so he's backing out he's like leaving like awkwardly and being super trying to be super polite because you're supposed to be polite and like nice meeting you here but i'll see you guys around have a nice day and like close the door uh drenmai um your um uh bag uh your deposit bag the safety deposit box bag the act ink bag the one where you put the stuff in and you can also take it out um in out in out shake it all about you do the hue gun on you share it all about (laughs) um he's great at weddings um so uh you 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 actually it starts kind of like coughing a little bit like almost sounds like a cat trying to cough up a hairball (laughs) god and then and i haven't messed with you but this this package comes out um and it's got it it's uh like this it's it's this box that's probably about uh about 10 inches wide or 10 inches wide eight inches long three inches deep and it's wrapped in uh looks like burlap and it's got um metal bands around it like sealing it together um and it and it says um uh and it's got a tag on it that says uh delivered to documancer He's going to try and open it. I, I was rolling to see if I open it or not. <laughs> I don't. Pulled it. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I gave myself the 50-50. Evens, I would have opened it. Odds, don't open it. Actually follow instructions. So I probably have the idea like... One, it's metal bit fine. <laughs> probably gonna be staring at it i'm gonna shake it a little see if i hear anything as i'm like walking down to the members only area this is sound like a small child with christmas present like poke poke is it soft is exactly. it jiggly it's not making funny? any noise no it is no not making noise. any noise no i've lost all interest <laughs> never mind i don't even want to open it anymore I don't care. There's an empty box that came through the. It, it's it, for some reason it's with me here. Here's empty air box. Here's your dumb shit. Here's your dumb <laughs> shit that I'm not interested in. <laughs> it's probably so, noticeable. So, so I'll sit down at my desk. Um, and I'll look at. Uh, like I'll take the box and I'll put it down and I'll look mm-hmm. over at Hugo and I'll be like so you and I had the same thought apparently absolutely 
it's not a fight that we can win. And at your touch, you did hear a click from the metal bands, as in like, like a release. And while we're talking, I'll just sort of, I, 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 I'll, I'll literally like, I, I'll, I'll start to open it. I'll stop. I'll look over at Drenmai, and I'll be like, Yeah, you see her like not wanting to eyeball it, but eyeballing it. Yeah, like, like not trying to look, but looking. And I'm like, Are you? Do you wanna? You wanna see what's in here, or? Now you guys are talking. You can finish your talk. I can do two things at once, lass. Okay. Right, <laughs> Which wait. astounds her. So I, I like open it really quickly <laughs> yeah. and close it. <laughs> I open it really. Quickly. <laughs> so uh, while I'm talking to Hugo, I'm like, so and then, and then she, I wait for her to come over, and then I'll open it up. Is it hinged or is it like a slide lid or what? So. Uh, so the, you, you take the metal bands off and you're able to unwrap the, um, the burlap from around it. And what's inside is this beautiful uh, wooden box. Box? Little uh, box. <laughs> um, you would say it's probably uh, mahogany. Ooh. Of course. With the Ack Inc. logo inlaid. Um, in a slightly uh, lighter wood, we'll call it an acacia wood. Um, uh, your your um, your name in name in um, gold leaf, and um, you like as you have this, you you feel like you just know that there's two spots on, and there's like wooden lighter wooden panels going around. The, the the edge right and you just feel like I should probably push on these two here getting an image of the uh, briefcase from, from <laughs> with are we happy where if you yeah, no, we're happy. no 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 it's that James Bond uh, briefcase where if he turns the things and clicks it explodes oh right, right, right. <laughs> so yeah I'll and it's not so much a click as much as they very softly move in and you can feel uh, almost like a catch has released. And the box like opens up and opens up and like it just opens in different directions and it turns into like a full on like writing station. Nice. Okay, I thought this was gonna be like a Pulp Fiction type thing. I'd be like, son of a bitch, we're never gonna know it's in the fucking box. <laughs> He he opens it. It's it shines gold, and he goes, "Okay, that's enough." We and we're we're like, no, it like it like the one side opens up, and it's got like the different quills ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to look at the dimensions of the box, the quills should have been like bent. Yeah, but they're not. And then on the other side, you've got like the various ink wells, you know, for the it's and there's more slots that you could put more in there, but it's got like your standard, your blue, your black, your red. Um, um, it's got some sealing wax in there, um, and it uh, um, there's there's a note in there uh, from the secretarian. It says Which instantly gets flipped over. <laughs> you didn't want to read it. No, I don't want other people to read it. Ah, um, so you were you were able to see secretarian at the bottom, so you can flip that over. Well, no, it's like. I'm guessing that the uh, the clue the uh, Drenmai is like ooh transforming, I'm, like without yeah, even I'm totally like 
the moment I see this writing on the note, it's flipped over. Yeah. So you palm that. And um, across the very top uh, like shelf, um, there's a little hiss as like almost like as the as the um, that particular drawer like pops open a little bit, like a gas had released from it, like not a like a pressurized no, no. thing. Yeah, exactly. Not 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 okay. Now do your poison check. Yeah. No, it's more like a, more like pfft, you know. Yeah. The the freshness seal has been broken. Yeah. Um, Above and, the can of Pringles. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and you can see that there are uh, four uh, stones, probably a, about the size of a silver dollar, um, and about like yay thick. Stones um, that may or may not fit into the gauntlets that we've got. <sighs> no, this wouldn't fit into the gauntlet. Okay. Um, and it just says, um, it says, uh, listening stones. Hmm. Huh. See instructions. Hmm. hmm. I'm guessing the... Oh, yeah. They're bugs. We're the FBI. <laughs> We're totally AI FBI. <laughs> Dread is not going to use it for its intended purpose. <laughs> Dren doesn't get to no, use it. It's the What's AI. it sound like when Thunuk poops? Oh, God. <laughs> just because, Imagine. Just because right. immediately wants to swallow it. Opens, opens that kind of bastard, so it's AIIA. Acquisitions Incorporated Intelligence Agency. I thought you meant internal affairs. Um, that too. Both work. So, question. Okay. Can I collapse this again? Uh, yes. Okay, I instantly collapse it again. So, you're able to, as you start pushing in the sides, everything just kind of like, just yeah. folds. Yeah, it's not like where you, uh, no, that's the wrong one. No, I gotta start. No, which one do I start with? And every no, time no, you no, no, no. Okay. it all so, goes. The moment the moment it's reformed, mm -hmm. I turn it to Dren, mm -hmm. and I go, try and open it. Okay, do I, so I, I was watching what he was doing, so if I go to push the buttons. Mm -hmm. So they slide in. Fuck. I'm Silence. immediately upset. So I would, I would like it known from here on, as an unwritten rule, every time I am not using this writing station, it is closed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Unless, was... unless he expressly says, I left it open. Unless, what was that about Drenmai using my listening stones to listen to Thunic Poop? <laughs> I, didn't listen, I wanted to swallow it so I could see what it sounds like. So I like. could see what it sounds like when I poop. No, this is a bad idea and you should not be allowed to do that. At which point I turn around on my chair because I'm assuming I've got a swivelly chair. Yeah. Because why would I not have a swivelly if it, chair? If it wasn't swiveled before, Drenmai had already tweaked it to make sure that it swiveled. Does, does Corbin... Yeah. <laughs> I, I was getting to that, so I swing around in my swivelly uh, chair. unfortunately, swivels this way. For for those on the podcast, there was a there was a very evil steeple finger as he swung around in the chair. So he swings around with his fingers with his finger steepled, and he says, "Well then, it looks like we've identified this person. What's our next move?" 
I'm still by the wood Why? station trying to click the buttons. Uh, we can't take them in a straight-up fight. No. Not by a long shot. Not even close. Not even close. Even if we had the centaurs, the mages, and the druids, and the druids we're coming away with that. With and, a, and if we only had a wheelbarrow. Yeah, it, we'd... <laughs> We may not win, we may not lose, but we'll wish that we hadn't fought them. Even if we have all of our allies on our side. At this, point. this is the thing, is what is our goal? Well, it's to stop them. Right. But, but I'm saying that but, we shouldn't do it by fighting. Right. That's a non-starter. Right, right. But, but this is what I'm saying, is what is our end goal? Right. Are we looking to put an end to House Kai and his many retinues? Especially since he's got Tomasi's family under threat. Does he? Oh. Looks that way. That would make sense. He seemed like he wanted to say yes the whole time. Yeah. Um... Or are we just looking to protect the town? Which means we just need to stop Kai operating here. We have to protect, we have to save the people. Tomasi's family. We have to save Tomasi's family. That's not nice. Right. But, the, the, again, Lord Kai has said he has influence in Elbalder as well. And if most of the trade for um, this city comes through Elbalder, will he sanction the town if we push him out? He'll try, almost certainly. He's the kind of noble that looks like he doesn't like being denied, and he's going to do everything in his power to wound us if we deny him. Us, personally, and the town. He reminds me of a blight. Like when fruit is rotting on the vine, like, like a mold. He, uh, he, he's hurting everything he touches. Except himself. Well, that's what a blight is like. It, it, it harms everything except for itself, for its own self-interest and gain. It throws off the bounds of everything. Okay, so how do you cure a blight? Hmm. Well, if it's a fungus, usually there's a powders or you just remove the source of it. Um, if it's a mold, you need to dry things out first. But Yeah, but what I'm saying is <laughs> the idea is to get rid of this person. Question is, how do we do it? Is there any way that we can get him singled out? Because with Hugo, wait, did Hugon let everyone know that we can't take? Or, oh, we've like, been told. We've been, yeah, we've I been said that talking out loud. about that okay. openly. Okay, so with with uh, with him, do we know that as if our collective unit could take him? The Lord. If we're trying to get rid of him. As fun as that would be, I think that's a bad idea. Okay, 
Would it be a bright idea to get the guard involved because he is technically doing illegal dealings? I think that we can make life difficult for him that way, but he's got enough influence, money, and very dangerous and very powerful friends. If we bring in people, like there's nothing to say that they wouldn't just start dying. So we need to catch him in a trap then where it's obvious. Yeah, Zedrim Kai does not seem like the kind of man to to weep over. Define trap. We need to put him in a situation that other people are going to be able to notice what's going on. Because I may have something. Is it a rabbit it, snare? No. It was work. Well, they work on rabbits. You mentioned <laughs> um, it, it, when you were talking to him about his dealings, you said uh, Duke Amasis may have intense interest in his operations in Elboulder, which is technically one of Duke Amasis's fiefdoms, isn't it? Yes. Well, I mean, I can bet my bottom dollar, my, my last gold piece that Zedrim Kai has not cleared anything with Duke Amasis. Duke well, Amasis. get a message to Duke Amasis. Yes. Hmm. Or at least inform him of what's happening to, so that he can bring his own power to bear. On the are, uh, uh, I'm going to pull out my documentary book. The old Trapper Keeper. And I'm I gonna... wish there was a slot to keep it in your writing yeah. box. Yeah. And... It's bigger on the inside. Oh, I was well aware of that. Uh, um, and I'm going to send a message to the Secretarian. What do we know about the holdings and influence of one Zephyrin Kai? You see, and I, I'm going to I'm going to detail everything that we found out. Mm-hmm. Um, how he seems to be. <clears throat> I'm going to talk to uh, the names of. Um, his retinue. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the identity of the archer. Um, like, I'm going to detail all of it and say, mm-hmm. um, we're at a point where we are fighting a battle we can't win physically. So it is time to start fighting politically Mm -hmm. we need ammunition and this is all going into the note from the secretary to the secretary okay so and i'm expecting it to take a little while to get back to me yeah there well it does you get a note scratched back that says um stand by away from away from desk right now the secretary (laughs) will answer your message as soon as humanly possible and i'm gonna be writing this as we're talking yeah in the meantime if you have an hr question please write the humanitarist (laughs) if you have question about time off or benefits dial a i e r and then while i'm doing this i'm gonna say what do we as a team want to achieve here. 
for for me personally, I want to know about Mr. Shadow Archer. What do you want to know? That's literal involvement and the whole, I mean, that person had access to making the portal and all that stuff. So there's there's something going on there that's very interesting personally to Dread. Like, what is the connect? Why is this Shadow Archer in connection to, you know, Sedrin Kai? And what's what's that all about? Well, they seem to be his personal guard. I think it's quite the other way around. You I think, think they- Zedrin Kai is under the influence of the Shadow Archer? No, I think Zedrin Kai does not understand who he's dealing with. And he's fallen in oh, with okay. people or willingly committed himself to agents who have designs outside of simple money making those two plate mailed men felt to me like death yeah evil like people who make their living not only killing but destroying things they did smell bad <laughs> I did feel funny around those people. <laughs> I mean, you, uh, the, when the older one looked at me, it was like being a greenhorn again. It was like being unaware of what to do and being filled with fear. And that is not, that's not normal. I don't know if that happened to anyone else, but. I know what I felt. You feel like hugs and puppies, that's for sure. Yeah. I think it's, it's, we have to, whatever their designs are, we have to block them somehow. We have to make it untenable for them to continue this. And how are we supposed to track them if they're working on their own? Well, by means through Zedrunkai. Zedrunkai does not seem to be a stealthy individual. He, he, to me, seems like he relies wholly on his upper station in life to just bully his way around. No, I mean, I mean, yeah, the Shadow Archer we can track because we have the arrow, but I can't imagine that the the Death Knights are always going to be around him. Well, I'm not so much interested in tracking them. I'm more concerned about figuring out what they want and preventing them from getting it. And whether what they want is something concrete, like an object, or what they want is something like this town. I mean, we can't let that happen. I don't have the smarts to tell you how to make it that way. But I know that that's what we need to prevent. Okay, DM. Uh, Hold on. Bob is going to say something. No, no, no. Please go. Okay. Okay. Uh since I was kind of out there on that outside area all the time, mm-hmm. uh, I probably at least heard or saw or something that was giving like between the death nights since I was kind of watching them the whole time. Mm-hmm. Can I use one of my retcon coins? Because I'm sneaky AF. Okay. Are you? And I can do all kinds of bullshit spells. Oh, okay. I want to see if I can get any note or missive or pickpocket or whatever that I can off of either the Death Knights or the Shadow Archer. Oh. Oh. 
Okay. Um, for any information that I can find. Yeah, I think that's a that's an. Yes. Okay. It's not building Voltron. I understand. I'm not going to build Voltron yet. <laughs> yet. Yet. But, but the I word want my yet. EAF self. Oh, I'm I'm trying to magic bullshit my way through. It's possible. I guarantee it. Um, give me Ledger Main a, a note right out of their pocket. <laughs> Arcane trickster shit. Yeah. So give me a uh, <clears throat> give me a step back. I'm so good at stealth. Are you reducing some kind of magic? Whoa there, sound wave. Whoa. Oh. Voltron. Ooh. Sound wave. You, you sat down. down. Yeah, you. I have You're no fine. idea what you just said. Oh. Uh, are you, would you be doing, um, would you be going stealth or would you be using some kind of magical means to achieve your ends? Uh, I was going to stealth it. Um, I can, um, let's see. I don't want to do that because that would give my hand away. Um, <clears throat> I could minor illusion something is a distractionary purpose mm -hmm. it give me an advantage on my stealth roll i would allow that yeah okay so i'm just gonna create like basically maybe a sound boom uh opposite where i am okay it'd be just some kind of loud noise that would gr it's loud enough to grab people's attentions and that's a cantrip right uh yes okay Okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I, I, I minor illusion a lion in the middle of the street that roars really loudly at them. <laughs> okay, well, this sounds like it's going to work. And then suddenly, <laughs> a fucking lion. It would so, be distractionary. I, I'll I allow can make that it a break for lion. I will allow that for advantage, advantage. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, I'm good at stealth. Uh, do I have to wait? Do I have to like do an investigation first? Like if I notice on where to go. So, so tell me what it is that you're trying to do. So you're uh, gonna go with me and... listening to all of them when they were hanging out and uh, they were doing their dealings inside. I want to get a sense uh, before Fanook and them came out mm -hmm. on. I mean, they kind of stand out. So I'm just trying to get like, were they talking about something or did I see a note passed to one and I want to go for something like that? Okay. Um, so yeah, you would have seen uh, a note passed from Davgol Dryadson, who was the one that the arrow identified, uh, being passed to uh, Petrora Arroway, who was the um, armored human that um, Thunuk was not trying to cure his voice. Okay. And he was one of the Death Knight looking guys? Mm -hmm. He was the younger one of the two, I think. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I want to pickpocket the Death Knight then. All right, so you'd want to do a, um, yeah, stealth check. Stealthy AF. Okay, I got 16. Oh, wait, I get advantage. Hold on. Yeah, advantage. <laughs> 22. 
Uh, yeah, so you're able to stealth over and get like underneath the um, like under the tables. Yeah, you're like under like the 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 bench, and now you're gonna try for a pickpocket. Yeah, I want to pickpocket that note like right out of his pocket, or like this armor. Would, this would be <laughs> that's a dex check, correct? Okay. Sleight of hand. Sleight of hand. Do, do you have? I, I'm not as good at stealthy, but I'm not bad at sleight of hand. Okay. 17? I rolled a 15. <laughs> so you're able to reach up. Nice. You're caught now. You're gone again. Oh, you're able to slot. It's, it's, it's somehow you, the way you're sitting is triggering this. I don't know if you're hitting the connecting cable or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. It's my technological leprosy. It is Sunday. Um, <laughs> it is Sunday. Which means all technology will fail in my presence. Um, yeah, so you're able to reach up and slide the note out of his pocket. And are you looking at it right then, or are you sneaking away with it again? No, I'm going to go back to my hidey hole in the corner. Okay. So you're able to do that. So now is this a case Wait, of now okay, where we so... snap back into real time? You're like, oh, I found this. Yeah, go back to real Go back to real time, like after, like okay, I've been pushing the buttons on the thing. I'd be like, oh yeah, I did this thing. <laughs> I'm gonna pull it out of my pocket, and uh, I'm gonna read it while they were talking about uh, possibilities on who we should go after. Um. Okay, so what you have there is actually, um, a map. Oh. And it's a map of pretty much from it, and it's not in great detail. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not it's not in great detail, but it does have some markings in the Chandel, uh just outside of the Chandlewood, um, kind of to, like around. So that uh, if you can imagine, the Chandlewood kind of has like this curving western border, um, and it's up north of around from El, El Boulder. Um, there's a couple of like uh, little X's marked on there. Um, uh, with with um, notations, it looks like for, uh, it says uh, Duke's forces. Um, so possibly marking some garrisons. And then it has Different areas. Out, out of interest. Yeah. We have we encountered a duke? No, that was um the one you guys were, were talking about before. Amasis. Amasis. Oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah, you yeah. hadn't made that, it clear he was a duke, so yeah. I thought it was just Lord, but Duke Amasis is Duke Amasis. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um and then but then when you also notice is that there are um, uh, red circles around different areas, around different cities and towns uh, from El Boulder all the way up to the sword, all the way up the Sword Coast. With El Boulder circled with a one, Baldur's Gate, two, Neverwinter, three, Red Larch, four, Waterdeep, five. And in red next to them, uh, it just it it just says "see you there." 
Could you repeat those spots, please? Elboulder, Baldur's Gate, Neverwinter, Red Larch, Waterdeep. I'm going to look at it. Go ahead, Bob. No, no, he's counting. No, one of these things is not like the other. One of these things just doesn't belong. Your thumb? No. The, <laughs> the, the Sorry, that's Boulder's that Gate, Neverwinter, Waterdeep are the largest cities, some of the largest cities on this part of the continent. All on the coast. Then there's Elboulder and Red Larch, which I've never heard of Red Larch. I don't even know where that is, but Elboulder. It's a nice place. Is it? No, I'll, I'll take your word for it. make good beer. <laughs> I'm still holding the uh, Corbin's still holding his hand up. Yeah. So we've got what six. Places? I haven't shown you guys this yet. Well, I thought you were doing <laughs> it while we were talking. You just no, said... I was looking at it. Oh. oh, I thought you said you read it out loud. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I was looking at it. What I was gonna do, because it looks like there, it like it's a military type thing. So my immediate reaction. Is to take it over to Hugon and be like, "This makes sense to you. This looks like your." I pickpocketed it off of the Death Knight, and like, Mister Spiky Man. I'm like Hugon is about to be like very cross at this like <laughs> at you for like stealing shit and like probably almost getting killed, and then he like looks at it and it's like, "Oh shit, uh huh," and then he turns it and shows Corbin. We've got a map. So he gave us six cities. Yes. Done. One, two, three, five. L Boulder, yeah, Baldur's five. Gate, mm-hmm. Neverwinter, Red Larch. Oh, I was Lark. including Pinedale. Sorry. Red okay. Oh yeah, Pinedale was not circled on so it. So like one, not... one of these five is not like the others. And let's see if you can work out how. I'm not super good with Riddles. It's not a riddle. Really. Well, you the El Boulder the... is the only one of these cities that does not have an acquisitions incorporated franchise. Oh, that's not where I was going to go with it, but yes, that's probably true. <laughs> I was going to say it's the only place I've been on the map. Well, oh. oh, those five places. It's also the least well defended. And the smallest, I would assume. Probably. I don't know. I've never been to Red Larch, so. It's... And you hear a scritching in your uh, trapper keeper. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, um, um, data pack incoming, too large to uh, too large to transfer this way. Your uh, file does not have enough gigabyte size. <laughs> Your file is too mighty. <laughs> Tone down the file, um, son. Please allow uh, permission for one-time transfer of large data packet. Allow yes, no. I will pull out the appropriate form. <laughs> uh, I will open my new writing desk 
uh, and I will uh, fill out said form. Friend watches again to make sure she didn't do anything wrong. And uh, I will uh, fill out the forms and submit them. Okay. It will be yes, one time data packet. And as you do that, um, as soon as you finish filling it out and submitting it in the appropriate triplicate or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, it says stand by. And, and Ren's bag vomits. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear. God damn it again! You do hear like the cat hole. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and this little. Um, How to fix that? Size of a basketball, like copper looking ball just the <laughs> tunk comes, <laughs> comes out and then like these two little feet pop out and it stands what up and it expands shit? in the middle and these two little eyes light up and it just goes beady beady what's up bug i totally pick it up and that's where <laughs> we're gonna go to our first break for the day we're calling this thing <laughs> buck by the way Okay. <laughs> or tw- B- it's B period, B period, C period, K period. We'll figure out what it stands for later. So, yeah, that's where we are going to take our 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 first break of today's session. Choice. I like it. So, for the folks who are watching us live right now, we will be back in just a couple of minutes. Thank you for joining us for the first half. For the folks of you who are joining us on podcast, that concludes the first half of the podcast. The second half will be available shortly through your favorite uh syndication platforms and we will see you all in just a couple of minutes maybe deep within the core other forests can be heard and hear his spirit song sealed from long before. Now awaken to the power, the essence of our soul.